Well, today I'm going to teach you how to have Christmas every day. I do not believe that the Christmas season was supposed to be a day. I believe the Christmas season was supposed to be a lifestyle. All right, now one of the things that we're going to start off this morning, we're going to read the Christmas story. I'm going to go just a little different direction with it than normal. But this is a season of miracles. When we stop and think about what we're celebrating, we're talking about the story of the God of the universe becoming a man. I know the Thor movie or the, what's the guy with the hammer? Is that Thor? I know he tried it, but he didn't do a very good job. Every, every religion tries to create an incarnate God, deity becoming human. But Jesus did it. And we celebrate that. But the greatest miracle, not the greatest, I shouldn't say the greatest, but part of the greatest miracle is not God taking on humanity, but that happened in the manger, and it, and it wasn't December. It was actually probably March the 20th. And I'll explain that to you later. When we, when we talk about this, it, when we're in the world, we are a peculiar people who believe that uh, we don't get to our God, He came to us. And then it took a miracle to do that because we have a virgin who's going to get pregnant without a husband. But the, but, but the incarnation did not end there. The incarnation continued. You see, the, the second greatest miracle that happened in the earth was not that Jesus became a man was that God took on humanity, and when you made Jesus Lord, you became incarnate also. The new birth is an incarnation. We walk around saying we're the temple of God without ever really stopping to think, what am I saying with my mouth? That statement got Jesus killed. And yet we walk around saying, I'm an incarnation also. That's a powerful statement for you to say, and you should, it's true. But like I said, we're going to go a tiny bit different direction. May I do something today that will help you every day and all year long to take Christmas out of this church into the rest of the year and take the miracle of Christmas and bring it into today for you? We have people sitting in this room right now that you need a miracle that the doctors and lawyers have said not possible. But I'm going to tell you it is possible. I'm going to declare to you, and I'm going to show you from the Bible, that you can have the same miracle that Mary had when, some, when the world says, I don't know a man, I don't know a lawyer, I don't know a real estate agent, I don't know a banker. God said the Holy Ghost. So if you don't mind, I'm going to read this. And I'm going to ask you to get your faith out and believe God with me for the best year of your life. There are dreams inside of you that this year they're coming to fruition. You and I are going to give birth to some stuff that has been dormant in you for a while. As a matter of fact, today is the first day of the rest of your life. And we're going to kick it off today with in grand style. All right, Luke chapter 1, verse 26. Now, I need you to go with me because we're going to take a little different turn from the Christmas story, but not very far off, okay? It says in verse 28, In the sixth month, an angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin, betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. Having come, the angel said, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Let me ask you a question. Why is he showing up? Why is he coming to her at all? Why doesn't God just do what he wants to, when he wants to, how he wants to, if he wants to? Does he need her cooperation? Yes, he does. Does he need yours and mine? Yes, he does. Let me finish. Do you not be afraid, Mary? You have found favor with God. Behold, 
you shall conceive in your womb and bring forth a son. His name will be Jesus. He'll be great and he'll be called the son of the highest and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he's going to reign over the house of Jacob forever. In all of his kingdom there is no end. And Mary said to the angel, how can this be? I don't even have a lawyer. I don't even have a doctor. I don't even have a husband. I don't even have a good job. How is it that the things you're saying to me can be so I don't even know a man? I, I don't even qualify for what you're saying. See, so often we disqualify ourselves based on the natural. He's not talking to her natural. And the angel said to her, the Holy Spirit will come on you. And the power of the highest is going to overshadow you. Therefore, the Holy One that is to be born of you is going to be called the Son of God. Now, indeed, Elizabeth, your, ne- your, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And now it is the sixth month with her who's called barren. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Say it with me. With God, nothing's impossible. You know, that doctor's report... That lawyer's report, that, that whatever it is, folks, listen to me. We're, not, we're talking about a God here that, ha, that is showing you and I, not only on the Christmas morning, how to get your prayers answered, but he's showing you and I how to take something that is not possible and bring it into the possible. There's more to Christmas than a day. And we're going to bring... All of that out of the story and bring it into the now and create a miracle for you this year just like Mary got. Is that possible? Absolutely. Let's finish reading it. Then Mary said, Mary said, say Mary said. Behold the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. Let it be to me according to your word. Now listen, what did the angel come and bring her? A word. What did the angel give her? A word. He didn't bring her a baby. He brought her a word. All the angel needed her to do was agree with a word. We see in John the first chapter, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God and the same was in the beginning. So the word that was born in her was the word of God. When she received the word, she received the baby. When she received the baby, that word took on flesh. When God sends a word to you, He is trying to get you pregnant with a word that you can bring forth even though in the natural it might not be possible. She didn't say, how in the world are you going to do this? He said, don't even worry about how I'm going to do it. Mary, I need some cooperation out of you. May I? Yes, you may. God has a message for you. May I? I got something I want to do in you this year that in the natural, it's not possible. And he's asking you, may I? Norval Hayes, the Lord appeared to him one day and he said to him, how long are you going to put up? With a warts on your daughter's body. Norval said, I've been praying. No, Norval needed to receive a word. See, anytime God's going to do anything in the earth, it says in Psalm 107, he sent his word and healed them. Anytime God is going to do anything in you, he's always going to give you a word. And you need to look at him and say, God, you said this. You be it unto me according 
to your word. How? Not the right question. It's not, it's not, no, don't ask him how. That's not your concern. Can he take a virgin, poor virgin, no husband, and make her the most envied female that ever walked the earth and give birth to God in the flesh? Can the Holy Ghost do that? Yes. But now, the, the, here's the real story here. The man has the semen. The man is the one that puts life in a woman. But the man cannot produce without a womb. A man is only a construction worker without a woman. He's only a man. A woman is only a woman Without a man. God never intended for you to have children apart from each other. So the woman gives the flesh, the man gives the life. Listen to me. God is life. But God cannot do anything in the earth without a womb. He must have a person that he can place his word into so he can bring his will into this earth. And you cannot have a baby and you cannot have a miracle apart from intimacy with God. You already did this once when you got born again. Think about what you did. You received a word from God one day. It didn't have anything to do with whether you were good, bad, or ugly. Hallelujah. And there's help for everybody in here, right? And somebody got up one day and you heard a gospel being preached and you went, Hey, I heard that word. And then you said, I be it unto me according to your word. And you went from sinner to saint, from, from lost to found. You went from going to hell to going to heaven, all because you received a word. Let me tell you something. That's not the last word God has for you on this side of heaven. God's got a lot of things he wants to put inside of you. This is a year for you to get pregnant again with a vision from God and something that in the natural everyone said, that's not possible. I love children. You know why? Because they dream. You know the difference between a child and an adult? Children dream, adults don't. Adults live in the now. Children lay in the bed and they're firemen and ballerinas and Cinderella's. And when you become adult, you're just an old woman, an old man. But it's time for us to go back like Mary and go, I think it might be time for me to dream one more time. I think there's something God is saying to me that's not in the natural. Come on, y'all. God made everything that he's ever made out of words. In the beginning, the Bible says that the Spirit of God hovered over the earth. He was waiting for God to speak. The moment he said, dog, collie, lassie popped up. Then he said, rottweiler. Then he said, squirrel. The squirrel was happy till he said cat. <laughs> and the chase began. Are y'all out there? Do you understand? This is the way God's always done it. And how I'm going to show you right now, he never stopped doing this. He, his, this is not supposed to be a day. This is supposed to be a life. We, he wanted you and I to reach into the Christmas story and pull the miracle out of it and walk in it every day of our life. All right, let's go on. I'm not done. I'm not just going to take it. It says in Daniel eleven thirty two. Pop that up on the screen. Let's read that. Look at this. Those who do wickedly against the covenant, he shall corrupt and flout him many days. They that know, K N O W, know God, know God. That's a what is that word? I know God. It's it's an intimate. It says Adam knew Eve. No, he ain't talking about he met her. 
He's talking about he knew her, baby. When you know somebody, there's some, there's some kissing going on. There's some hugging and some loving, and there's some intimacy happening. Anytime there's an intimacy, we see men come in this church that are intimate with women, and it isn't long that when the women come in, they begin to waddle. And we're looking around going, they've been intimate. And the man is walking along. He, he don't change his strut. Mama, she's going to change for a little while. And then when she gets through with that, now she's doing this. And then she's doing this. What's happening there? There's been some intimacy. See, we know that anytime there's a miracle in your life, you've been intimate with God. And we know if there is not a miracle, you ain't been intimate. You get in, the, you get in your secret place of the most high with God. I'm going to tell you, you coming out waddling. I got a... <laughs> Come on, I'm doing real good. I'm doing real good. Is this all right with y'all? Y'all going to walk out here and go... Well, you're not going to believe what our pastor preached on Christmas. But I love it. I love the Holy Ghost because he can take a traditional sermon and make it awesome. And I'm sitting there going, you want me to preach this? This is what you want me to preach? You want me to preach on getting pregnant? That's what you want me to preach on people getting pregnant. I'll preach on people getting pregnant. Paul Young Cho, I'm not going to go into the great detail I did in the first service, but when he first started pastoring a church in Korea, he needed some stuff. He, he's a single man. He lives in a little room, and there's no heater in there, just a bed. But he's a pastor. He has no way to get around other people. He has, no, he has no bicycle. He has no desk. He has no chair. He has no place to study his Bible. But he's a pastor. So he got the bright idea to pray about it. Now listen to this story. He said, I decided I needed three things, and I had no way to visit my members. I need a bicycle, I need a desk, and I need a chair. Now, 75 years ago, that was a big deal. However, in complete confidence, I asked my Heavenly Father for these three items, a bike, a desk, and a chair. Month after month, I repeated my petition to God, and nothing happened. And I said to him, I said, God, time means nothing to you. I know that, but I really need them now, because if you're planning on taking your time, I'll be dead before you get them to me. So I need you to get them to me. And I heard a still small voice that said, son, I heard you the first day you prayed. Why didn't you give them to me, I said, because you asked me for a bicycle. Right. How many different kind of bicycles are there? What kind do you want? There's different desks. What kind do you want? There's different kinds of chairs. What kind of chair do you want? He said, I want you to get specific with me. Now, I decided to ask God for three things. A bicycle made in the United States. At that time, I had three choices of bicycles, American or foreign. When I wanted American, I wanted a Philippine mahogany desk, and I wanted a chair with a little tiny wheel so I could slide around my room like a big shot. <laughs> the amusing part of this story took place before God's provision came. So one Sunday after I prayed that prayer, I preached on Romans 4:17. I have made you, for Abraham, a father of nations before him who believed, even God, who quickens the dead and calls things that are not as though they are. During my sermon, I heard myself say to my church, I have been given a bicycle, a chair, and a desk. Now, for him to say that, in his time, that had to be God or it was not ever going to happen. For him to declare that God is going to give me an American bicycle was a big deal. For God to give me a desk and a chair. See, the poverty over there during the war, there weren't desks to be had. There weren't chairs to be had. There certainly wasn't anybody running around giving away bicycles, much less an American one. All right. After he said that, there were some boys, young men in his church that said, we want to see them. The three young men who are now in ministry asked after the service, Pastor, can we see these gifts God has given to you? Understandably, they were curious. Because any of those things would be considered unusual possessions in our area. On the way home, I found myself fretting over what was going, I was going to say to the young men when I opened up an empty room. As I opened the door, I saw them looking around my barren room for a bike, a chair, and a desk. Pastor, looking very perplexed, where are they? 
right here, I exclaimed, pointing to my stomach. Where, they is? <laughs> yes, right here, pointing to my stomach. Let me explain by asking you a question, I calmly continued, amazed at my own answer. Where were you before you were born? In our mother's womb, one of them said. Correct. Did, now, did you exist before you were born? I asked them, seeing a glimmer of light beginning in their eyes. Yes, we did in our mother's womb. No one could see you. I smiled and I told them what they finally realized was my condition. Yes, I am pregnant with a chair, a bike, and a desk. Amen. Now, listen to the rest of it. This is funny. Well, so, Pastor, you're pregnant. I tried to caution them, don't tell anybody about this, but there is something very strange about a man being pregnant that could not be kept quiet. Word spread throughout my entire neighborhood that our pastor of a local church was pregnant. Women would look at me and smile as I walked by. Little children would pat my belly for the bicycle. <laughs> and yet when God miraculously provided every one of these items, I was the one smiling. Yes. Yes. Know what you need. Write it down. Tell God in detail exactly what you're asking for and begin to confess you have it. There's a process that we need to talk about, and so often we have prayed about things, and we thought that God was going to get you pregnant and you'd have a baby tomorrow. It don't happen that way. You, when you get pregnant, you're impregnated with, with a baby. God works in you the same way. Anytime he wants to do something in you, he sends his word, and if you receive it, that word becomes the thing you give birth to. That's why you didn't get filled with the Holy Ghost when you prayed for salvation, because you got on the salvation word. The, the, John 3.16 did not produce in you healing, it produced the new birth. The Acts 2, 4 did not produce the new birth. It produced being filled with the Holy Ghost and speaking in tongues. Whatever it is, you have received. So every scripture in the Bible is God's promise to any man that will receive it and become pregnant with it. I want you to say this. Nothing is impossible with me. Nothing. If God can get you to receive it, he can get it to you. Isn't that amazing? How many of y'all are thinking, well, I got some stuff I need. Let me tell you a story. Right after I got born again, I was listening to a tape by Kenneth Copeland on flying, flying airplanes. And I decided I wanted to be a pilot. The only problem was I didn't have any money. But for whatever reason, that just never dawned on me. You know what I did? I received that word that he would cause me, this is what he told Copeland, to ride on the high places of the earth. I took that word and pulled it off the word of God and I received it as though it was something God said to me. He will cause me to ride on the high places of the earth. But, but even though I received the word, I did like Mary. I just got up and walked away, and there was no evidence that I ever received anything from God until I got in my car. And I said, clear prop. My car became a Cessna 172. And when I got in it, I would pick up the radio and I would call the tower. This is, this is Honda Civic 1234 X-ray. I'm taxiing down Garnett and entering into the, uh, the Broken Air Expressway. And um, well, I would like to taxi to the active with, uh, with information alpha. You said, no, you didn't. Yes, I did. I started flying that car everywhere. Police really had a problem with that. No, you don't get to be speeding tickets on Honda Civic. There's no death that. But in my imagination, I became a pilot that day. I became pregnant with the scripture. And I remember the day, and some of the people in this church remember it, 
was a Sunday that this Word of Life was in Votile Road, and that was the day that Matthew got born again, and different. all the youth got saved that day. I mean, I didn't ask them. I just told them to come up, and I, in front of their parents, made them confess Jesus and get filled with the Holy Ghost. It just embarrassed the mud out of them, but they all got saved, right? Okay. The church then gave me $50. I headed straight to Orlando Country Airport, hired Scott Redman, and got an airplane for $28 and a, and a, and a uh, instructor for 10 or 11 or 12. I forgot what it was then. And took a lesson for an hour. Got a logbook. That's all I did. I had $50, all I had. That was the beginning of me starting my pilot's license. Then I went on to multi-engine instrument. But it didn't start that day I got the $50. It started the day I received that word. And I became pregnant. I became a pilot that day. Every time God is wanting to do something in you, he's always going to send you a word. If you'll take it and don't say how? How are you going to do this? I have no money. Don't ask how. Just take the word from God. Do you all understand that? Now, let me tell you about another story real quick, and then we'll move on. I told you about me being born again, but let me go back to my past a little bit. Because when my family comes from Georgia, and they've gotten over it now. But I remembered the day my sister, Robin, walked into this church. And my family had not seen me in years. Daryl Morgan grew up in Athens, Georgia. I had a horse, a dog, a twenty-two rifle, never wore shoes, never wore a shirt, had cut off Levi's. I bought one pair of Levi's in the winter. By summer, I cut them off, wore them as shorts. Next winter, I bought one more pair. That was me. I hunted, fished, just a good old country boy. That's all my family remembers about me, coming in the yard with raccoons and rabbits and squirrels and bringing them in and cooking them in the backyard because mom would not let me cook no coon in the, in the kitchen. Now, this is the boy that my, my family remembers. One day they heard I had gotten saved. Not too many of them got very excited about it because they didn't know. So I left Athens and took off to Ramah. But while I was in Athens, Georgia, right after I got born again, as I laid in my bed, God began to show me today. I began to see myself standing on platforms overseas with thousands of people standing in front of me and me preaching the gospel. I started seeing myself different than I'm laying in a bed where four of us were in a full-size bed. We lived in a house with no heat, a house with no, with no air condition, concrete floors, a pot-bellied wood stove for heat. That's the environment I lived in when God started getting me pregnant with where I am today. I began, he began to show me, and he, and he asked me, he said, he, he began to come to me and talk to me. Are you willing to do what I'm asking you? Yes, sir. That day, Daryl Morgan, with shorts, barefoot, dirty, redneck, became pregnant with a vision from God. So my sister, and they listen to my tapes sometimes. She comes in one day, and y'all and, and didn't know this. When she's sitting on the back row and she goes, there is a God. <laughs> because a tr something changed from the day I left and went out to Tulsa and I came back with money in my pocket and a suit and tie and alligator shoes and, 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 all, all, and my hair is a lot shorter and seems shorter now than it was then. <laughs> something changed. It changed not when I graduated from Raymond, it changed the day I said yes to God. Amen. I got pregnant. God is saying things to me now. And they're, and they're not possible. It's all right, though. Are y'all okay? What's he saying to you? Are you asking, I don't know a banker. 
I don't even have a lawyer. I don't know a doctor. I don't even know the special surgeon. You don't need to. Are y'all okay? You can do it your way if you want to. You can do it God's way. Genesis 21. What is it that he's saying? And if he's not saying anything, are you willing to get intimate with him and let him start speaking to you? One more time. Are y'all willing to start getting intimate with God and do the things that in the world calls not possible? I'm going to say something about money right now, and I want y'all to listen to me. The reason rich people, kids, have money is because not that their parents gave them money. They grew up in an environment with wealth. And they've been around it, and they see it. And they see themselves wealthy, even though they don't have a dime of mom and dad's money. Poor people grow up poor. And they see themselves poor. What would happen if a poor man started seeing himself rich? How could you do that? I'm blessed coming in. I'm blessed going out. And Abraham's blessings are mine. What if you got pregnant with that? What if you took that scripture in your heart? He forgives all of your iniquities. He heals all your diseases. He redeems your life from destruction. He crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies so that your youth is renewed like an eagle's. Can you take that word? I did. I watched Kenneth Copeland and... and, and um. Marilyn Zagorski said something to me one day, and she didn't know it. I'd already been watching Kenneth. And I said, he don't even use hair dye. (laughs) And he ain't limping, and he ain't walking around like an old man. And I I thought, wait a minute. Does he know something I don't know? Don't look at me in that tone of voice. He shall renew your youth. All right, hold. What about the story of Caleb? How old was he when he came uh, through the uh, out of the desert and took Mount? Was it Horeb? Eighty-five. He said, "My strength has not abated." Eighty-five. What would happen? If some of you old folks got pregnant with a scripture that said there was not a feeble among them. Well, I don't know how God would do that. Well, if you don't get pregnant with it, he won't. But what would happen if you allowed that scripture to impregnate your heart? Would you live your life as a senior without pain and without looking like all the other old folks in the gym? (laughs) Can you? Can you? Does anybody in here want to live like, or do you just want to grow old? and, and, And I mean, come on, folks, come on. Come on, I'm preaching really good. I'm trying to show you that God not only gave you a Christmas story, but he put in it a way to live your life and to have a miracle anytime you want one. The next person is Sarah. Mary could conceive. Sarah can't. She don't even have an egg and Papa, he ain't got his groove. 
I mean, they ain't got nothing in the natural is going for Abraham and Sarah. I mean, nada. Can anybody spell impotent? Come on, y'all. But God. But God. Come on, I got some scriptures I've been writing down. Now, I did this. I did Before I start preaching this today, I sat down and wrote down some scriptures that I'm meditating on because this man's fixing to get pregnant. I got some things. I got some, I got some dreams in me I hadn't seen yet. Mm-hmm. Anybody in here, can y'all dream? Is anybody in here? 2019 is going to be the best year of my life. I am so pregnant. I've seen miracles. I've seen healings. We're going to see them again. Okay, can I get it? Can we go out of the box here in a little bit? I've seen money. But I'm fixing to see some money. I'm pregnant with some money. I didn't ask you for it. Don't look at me in that tone of voice. Every time God wants to do anything in your life, he's going to send a word to you. If you'll take it, he's going to take you there. I don't care who you are and what you're dealing with. Say, my best days. They're ahead of me. All right, let's, let's, let's look at one more. Y'all got, are y'all ready for one more? Come on, I got to get y'all out of here because y'all got some Christmas pie. Genesis 21. Look, look at this scripture. The Lord visited Sarah as he said. For the Lord did for Sarah as he had spoken. God is about to create a whole race. And how does he do it? He speaks it. All right, now listen to me. He finds a man who's impotent. He finds a woman who's barren, and both of them are grandmas without kids. <laughs> now, you got to get this picture. Come on, Sarah, baby. They're going down to the mall. We the father of nations. Sarah's pregnant. What do you think people are thinking? That old geezer has lost his mind. Yeah, but listen, listen, listen to me. You got to watch who you say what you're doing. Because they're going to go. <laughs> And that little, that, and I'll tell you something. Oh, no, I know you. You ain't that smart. I didn't say I was smart. I said I had a word from God. Mm -hmm. You getting this. I'm getting this too. Honey, you have no idea what, I think you and me just going to get pregnant together. We're going to have a... <laughs> What, what, we, what we're going to do is we're going to have a, um, what's that party? A shower. I need y'all to throw me a shower. A baby shower. Come on, y'all. At least y'all are laughing. Sarah conceived and bore Abraham a son in his old age at the set time which God had 
spoken. 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 You mean all I need is a scripture that says everything I put my hand to shall prosper? Is that all you need? That's it, brother. That's it. See, you ain't the same man now. You just got pregnant. Listen to me. This, this is the way God does everything. If you see a baby, there's been intimacy. When you see a miracle, that man and that woman have been with God. And you get with him, and you're coming out pregnant. And how long did the blessing that, that Mary had last forever how long did the blessing of Abraham and Sarah last how long is your blessing going to last forever ain't talking about one time gift you wear out and throw in the garbage can no we ain't talking about that we're talking about God doing something in you the world says not even possible baby And I give y'all another scripture, and just and I want you to let it rattle your head. I want your head to rattle. When the children of Israel came out of Egypt, not a feeble among them. How big can you? How are y'all ready? I mean, I don't think I've ever met people who've ever picked up their Bible and said, "We're gonna go. We're, this, we're going here." When John G. Lake went up to, was it Washington State or Oregon? It was the healthiest city in the U.S. God's waiting on you. You're not waiting on God. If you can conceive it, you can have it. A boring year, that's your fault. Hebrews 11, 11. I'm going to try to close now. Are y'all, everybody okay? There are things in you. There are things God is saying to you. And you're thinking, how? Don't think how. Just say, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Why do some people become the president and some people don't? Why do some people get rich? Does God pick and choose? No. Why do some people become successful and some not? It's what they allowed the word to do in them. Are y'all seeing this? Now, I'm not saying that you don't have a life. I'm just telling you that when you, when you pick up your Bible... This is not your hour with God as a religious ceremony. This is an intimate time with God, and he's got something he wants to do in you. We have people in this church, you should be a millionaire by now. But you didn't receive that word. You aborted the word. Go back and pick up that word. There are people in here, you, you, should, you should be way healthier than you are. Don't let that word go. When God spoke it to you, you take that in your heart and you hold on to it until you give birth to that miracle that God told you. Are you all okay? Don't get in your reasoning. I, uh, God rest you merry gentlemen, let nothing you dismay. Remember Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day to save us all from Satan's power for we had gone astray. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy. 
Oh, tidings of come. It's supposed to be good news. It's supposed to be good news. This is not just for Mary. This is for everybody. The incarnation is still happening. It happened in you. It happened in me. And it's supposed to be continuing day after day after day. There is no end to what God can do with you if he can get his word in you. Some of y'all are going, that would mean my life's going to change. Yes. <laughs> oh, I wish I could see y'all's faces. Y'all could see them. Verse 11. By faith, Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed. And she bore a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who promised. All she had was a word. That's it. Are you rich? Yes, sir. Thank you. I'm glad. I didn't have to slap you upside your head. <laughs> I got one more story. I grew up. My dad had left when, when I was in second grade and divorced my mother because of the military and drinking. We lived in a split-level house in Doraville, Georgia, and we had money. We were what we call middle-class Americans. But when mom and dad got a divorce and dad kept drinking... He's supposed to send alimony money, and so often he didn't. My mother ended up raising us on her paycheck, which meant that we grew up quite poor. I remember going into the lunchroom, sitting at the table, and eating food off of everybody's plate around me. That's poor. When I got born again, poverty was not just in my pocket, it was in my head. I could not see myself with nice stuff but God kept giving me the word but I never would receive it I would just take the whatever money just barely make it and that's all God was able to do in my life and he began to take the word and break poverty and I remember the day that I went down to the Toyota dealership and I got a picture of a new truck now I'm going to say something y'all impossible I'm working construction. I don't make a lot of money. And there's no reason for me to believe that I could have a new truck when everybody I worked with drove a raggedy old pickup truck. When I put Mark 11, 23 and 24 on that picture, and every morning when I brush my teeth, I said, that's my truck. I can tell you, and Lisa will tell you the day, it was 1986 and went down to the Toyota dealership and picked up a brand new Toyota four-wheel drive truck. How did he do it? I have no idea. I showed up at work and all the men said, you running drugs? I said, I'm tithing. They said, don't give a second. Nobody could believe my paycheck did not change. I'm doing so good right now. My father started teaching me this. I had a pickup truck before I had a pickup truck. And I have not owned a used one since. And I won't. It's not my income. Whenever I want, see, I have another truck in my office. It's not outside yet. It's in the office. It is full bore, four wheel, big wheels. I mean, it is the bomb. And I'm pregnant with it. I got this four wheel drive. You see a tire sticking out? It ain't because I'm fat. That's a truck tire right there, by God. I'm trying to help us. I'm, I'm, I'm trying. Folks, listen to me. I'm not being cute. I'm not being cute. I'm telling you, 
when, I, when the doctor told me pacemaker, I got a picture of Alaska. I'm climbing a mountain in Alaska. I ain't getting no pacemaker, doc. Impossible? Yeah. Are y'all okay? Listen, I got a scripture and I got pregnant with a word. Was it hard? Yeah, it wasn't easy to do. When are you going to let us put that pacemaker in you? You ain't putting pacemaker in me. I'm planning a trip to Alaska. You go to Alaska, you're going to die. I said, I'm already dead. I was crucified with Christ. Died on the cross, rose from the dead. Now, see, folks, listen to me. God took scriptures, and he started impregnating me with his word, and that word came to pass. I climbed that mountain. I got some more stuff. I'm doing, going to do before I go home to be with Jesus. I'm not going to tell y'all because I don't want to hear y'all's unbelief. Anyway, let me give you one. I ain't getting old. Matter of fact, I'm going back to my childhood early. Lisa says he's just one of the boys. She's not joking. I'm the biggest boy in the whole house. It's just I have expensive toys. Everybody... Tell me you're getting this. Christmas was never supposed to be just a day. It was supposed to be a way of life. When you get to heaven, is, is all there is is three musketeers and a harp? No. Can I blow your mind a minute? You're coming back. And you're going to rule this earth. There's going to be cars with no engines. People are going to fly. Jesus flies. He walks through walls. What if we could bring some of that now? This is a book where God, we wrote down his voice. His voice is sperm. This is a seed. Anytime you open your heart to anything in it, it'll come to pass. You did it a little. New birth, filled with the Holy Ghost. It's a big book. Bless coming in. Bless going out. Abraham was rich. Jesse Duplantis, when he got a jet, Caleb was telling us the other day, that he had a meeting with all of the guys that follow him in his ministry. How many jets do they have, Lisa? 80 preachers. Kenneth Copeland was the first preacher to ever believe God for a jet. Now they're all over the place. They were always ours. Not the mafias. They belong to the church. But it took one man opening up a Bible and going, he will cause me to write on the high places of the earth. And he got pregnant with an airplane. What are you pregnant with? What have you allowed God to do in you today? What are you allowing him to speak to you right now that the world goes, can't happen? What are y'all going to do when you walk out of here today? Go and say, wasn't that a great sermon? That was a little crazy. Pastor's pregnant with a four-wheel drive. (laughs) Are you going to walk out of here and say, I am a man of God? You got a picture of your house yet? Do do y'all see where we're going? God's biggest problem 
with Abraham was getting him to see it. Jesus' biggest problem with people was getting them to see it. He still has the same problem. For with God, there's nothing impossible. Are you all ready to pray? Heavenly Father, I, I took your word this morning of, of Mary's visit from the angel. This is a time of year we celebrate you coming to this earth. But Father, I saw more in this when I read it that day than I've ever seen. I don't believe this is a one-time sermon. I believe this is a way that we're supposed to be living. And I'm sitting in a church right now full of Christians who love you. Who many of them are not living anywhere near the life that you called them to. I'm calling them to a higher place in Jesus' name. I'm asking, Father God, as we begin to get intimate with you and draw near to you, to go ahead and take scriptures in that, that we say, I don't know how that could possibly be. But there's people in here right now that you've been talking to them. And I'm asking for them to do what Mary did and say, you be it unto me according to the word of God. There's people right here in this room that by this time next year will not be dealing with the sickness that's in their body right this minute. There are people in here, the doctors have said no hope. And there, and there is hope. They will, this is the year they will be totally healed of that issue. There are people in here whose family members, the doctors have said no, but you said yes. Right here in this room, Heavenly Father, are people who the finances are not flowing like you told them. But yet you said in the word they're blessed with Abraham's blessings. And I speak that word to them and I call them blessed in Jesus' name. And I say poverty will not track you. And this is the year that everything you put your hand to shall prosper. And you will come out of debt and you will be poor no more. And there are people sitting in this room. They're dealing with something that the world said is hopeless. But it is not hopeless. Because the word of the Lord has been spoken unto them this morning. And they're going to walk out of here with light and no longer darkness. There's, the situation is no longer hopeless. But their best days are ahead of them. And there are people who have resolved to grow old gracefully. But yeah, when I spoke that, then their heart, they went, that's me. That's me. I'm not going to go the route of all the other senior citizens on the earth. There was not a feeble among them. I take that scripture in Jesus' name. And I will not grow feeble as I grow old. I'll not slow down and my joints won't hurt. My eyes won't dim. My ears won't grow deaf. In Jesus' name. Not me. I take the word of God in my heart. And I receive that in Jesus' name. Now, there's other people in here that are young, and, they, and the devil's told them they'll never get married, but they will. And the man or the woman they're going to marry is out there, and that's a good person, and they will have family, and they will have children, and it will be good. It will be God. Father, I'm calling this church back to dream again. You said nothing we've imagined is impossible. What an awesome time of the year we're celebrating, Father. When God became a man and became incarnate God. And then we became incarnate. And the miracle goes on and on and on and on. Brevado leo no ketu o carnete. Mawelaha bai o kon elohi no o ketu o peke. Miracles, you say. It's my specialty. Every answer to prayer is a miracle. I am a miracle God. You have a miracle Father. You yourself are a miracle. This should become 
a normal way of life for you, says the Holy Ghost. Miracles. Miracles. Christmas is a miracle. But so are you. And this Christmas is not just about Jesus being born. But it was the new birth in you. The day I began. A miracle that never comes to an end for all eternity. Receive this year. Go ahead and receive the thing that I'm saying. Receive the miracles that you have been believing me for. And trust me to do it like I did Abraham, Sarah, and Mary. I will do it for you. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Louie, you have another promotion coming. As a matter of fact, your influence is going to then increase two to three times the amount it is now. Because you stepped into, when you got born again, you stepped into your destiny. And you have seen nothing, but he's going to do it. You give him glory. Your voice is fixing to get heard. What did God say to you? What has he said to you? Sounded crazy? May have. Some of you need to say this. You bid unto me according to your word. Like Mary, I receive that word. Can I share one more story? This is kind of private, but I feel God saying do it. When I first started pastoring this church, people came to me and talked to me about my flesh nature. They told me my mistakes. They beat me with their mouth. I don't know why people feel like they've got to tell you your faults. But about a year into pastoring this church, I felt like the sorriest, most worthless excuse for a pastor that ever lived. I was convinced that if there was a worthless, sorry, good-for-nothing pastor, it was me. I pulled out of the parking lot in the shopping center. My father screamed at me. I said, you are a man of God. Woo. I took that word. I quit seeing myself the way people saw me. I received it. And I went on to start having things happen to me and miracles beyond anything I'd ever seen in my life. I'm not less than Copeland or Hagen, but I had to take that word from God. Some of you right now, God is talking to you, and you need to take what did he say to you. That's who you are. Merry Christmas. Best year. Amen. Praise God. And for all of those of you that are watching online, ditto. We love you. We thank you for logging in this morning. And um, speaking of online, I just want to give a shout out with talking about miracles. Greg Jones, we rejoice in the miracle that you experienced. Amen waiting two and a half years, and it finally came. Amen. And God is a faithful God. So, Greg, we love you. We thank God for you, and we will continue to pray for you. Amen. And all of you out there, we join with you as a family. You're our family, not just the physical people sitting in our church, but you're our family. Thank you for watching us this morning. And so, you know, I just every once in a while, we need to say, hey, 
Thank you, guys. You're a part of the family of Word of Life. Amen. Thank you for giving. Thank you for watching. And for all of you online and here in this church today, the Bible says God was in Christ reconciling himself, reconciling you back to himself. I'm sorry, reconciling you back to himself. God this morning wants you to receive the gift of his son. If you've never received Jesus as Lord, today is the day of salvation. John 3.16 says that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but shall have everlasting life. If you're here this morning and you have never said, Jesus, be the Lord of my life, I receive you as my Savior, not I believe in God. The, the Bible says the devils believe. It's do you believe in what Jesus did for you? Do you accept the Son as a sacrifice for your sin? I'll tell you what, I don't want to pay that. I don't want to pay that debt. I don't want to go to hell, and I don't want you to go to hell, those who are watching online and those who are here in this service. So if my altar workers will please come up this morning. If you have a need for anything, to be born again, to ask Jesus to come into your heart, to come into your life, take you to heaven and help you have heaven on earth. Amen. The life of God will come on in the inside of you and you will be a brand new person. Two and a half years ago, about, Greg came up here and he prayed and got an agreement for a miracle. And he has just received that. Don't ever give up. God is faithful. He's rejoicing. We're rejoicing with him. If you need prayer for any reason at all, the Bible says that the Father, if any two shall agree on earth, as touching anything they ask, it shall be done by my Father who's in heaven. So please come up. Take this time. I know it's Christmas, but hey, Christmas is about Jesus and about him loving you. Amen. You can wait five minutes for pie. Thank you for listening to this powerful message by Pastor Daryl Morgan. We hope it blesses you. If you would like more info on Word of Life, sermons, and free downloads, please go to wordoflifeapopka.com. Thank you and have a blessed day.